0: Welcome to sunny. I can say that now.
1: It is sunny now.
0: Sunny California, California dreaming, and uh, we are currently uh, in Durigan, Is that right? Um, Durigan, California. I think so. Uh, rolled out of Danuba this morning, and uh, actually we did a roadcast. And as you know, the rules of the roadcast are simple. Once the camera starts, once the audio rolls, there's no cuts, there's no retakes, um, but. Or edits. <laughs> or edits. Um, and we did one today on the way in to Durigan, which is here at the RV stop. And unfortunately, the camera, um, apparently the GoPro, has been dropped one too many times and is blurry. Um, and we tried even to like recover with that one, but. Uh, that was not, you know, that was not gonna happen and then whenever you added to that the audio itself uh, Did not record and so there was just nothing to share and so this is take two um, And we are on our way to get something to eat at
1: In-N-Out because we're in California We are in California
0: and so we love In-N-Out. We love Chick-fil-A the other day We were in Fresno and there was a Chick-fil-A in In-N-Out right beside each other. I was like, I'm in fast-food heaven <laughs> and So it was great and so anyway, oh um, Oops, thanks. Yep. My apologies. We, Turn since right. we're without to the GoPro, dates. here we are cruising down the road with our little Mevo, which I love this camera, but it's just not set up for doing ROADCAST, <laughs> but we're going to make it work for right now. So anyway, um, been a remarkable time. We haven't updated you on the ROADCAST for the last, what, three weeks? I think Has so. Has it been? It's been three weeks? I think so. Um, we rolled out of Texas, and if you remember, Jenna, she had a jar of dirt towards Sacramento. And, uh, <laughs> a jar of dirt and uh, it's currently underneath the rv yes and uh, since that time we have been in new
1: mexico new mexico arizona
0: arizona nevada colorado utah, utah. did we get arizona
1: yeah, you said and
0: arizona. california
1: california that's
0: right and so we got a lot to update you on <laughs> and so um, let's do it real quick. Let's let's run you down the list of what's happened just over the last couple of weeks, and that starts with
1: Mexico. New Mexico.
0: We roll into New Mexico, and what happens, babe?
1: Uh, let's see. We roll into New Mexico. We go to Carlsbad. We stay in Carlsbad. We go to the Carlsbad Caverns, Turn which merge onto five south are the most spectacular caverns ever. Aren't I don't, they? Yeah, I don't. We went to some caverns. And I've been yeah, mystic a- caverns
0: and all that. Yeah, they, they just don't compare. Okay. No, that's not seen... a cavern.
1: I'm just convinced this is not really a cavern unless yeah. it's Carlsbad. Yeah, if you've
0: never seen Carlsbad Cavern, my word. And it I don't. I mean, I don't unreal. care to
1: ever see another cavern again because I don't know how you top it. it <laughs> I don't think you can. Impressive.
0: Yeah, I don't think you can.
1: No, and we were like 700 feet below the ground, like, yeah. right? Yeah, 750 and, and the, feet or something.
0: The, the the caverns, for those of you that never seen them, they're just unreal. I mean it's they're unreal massive spaces. Cameras would never do it justice no. as far as showing. and they're wood. huge. Yeah. Huge. So it was remarkable to be able to share that with the kids and the family. And um, maybe now the camera sit still. Um, and so anyway, um, we uh, headed up from there to Roswell. Hung out with the aliens? <laughs> yeah. And then over down to Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, we yes. were with Pastor Caleb and Erica Cooper at yes. uh, New Hope Revival Church. And
1: I, the, <laughs> I was really looking forward to being able to meet them because we had been um, watching from afar and just uh, hearing some stories about what God was doing, what they were doing in their whole in their state contending for a revival. So I was really excited to be able to, to meet them. We didn't get enough time with them, um, but... Um, The time that we did have was impressive and it was remarkable. And there's a video that you guys did that was very much worth your, what, maybe 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah, it's to... about a 15
0: minute video yeah. and we share a little bit about what they're doing. You see, they he got a vision about a year and a half ago. He's, the Lord told him that revival's coming to New Mexico. It's going to be a synergetic move, in other words, pulling together churches and leaders from across the state. It's going to be statewide, all 33 counties. It was going to be empowered by the past um, and activated in the present as, as it stirred towards the future. And, um, They have taken all 33 counties, they've been praying over them, now they've gone into them, they're about halfway through that, and they've been pulling together pastors for a prayer, prophetic time together Mm -hmm. and it really is a great pattern if you're interested in seeing revival break out in your region city state I would really encourage you this is one of those must-watch videos uh, to be able to go back and just take a look at and hear the story of what they're doing um, and look into what they're doing because I promise you it will encourage you inspire something inside of you to activate inside your own state and uh, from there we headed up to uh, north. We're on our way to the Four Corners, which is the only place in the United States that you can stand in four states at one time. And so the Norris family, the Trail of Fire, we took four states at once. <laughs> and uh, as we're on our way up, we come to Shiprock. And Shiprock is just this massive rock. Yeah. It's called the Rock with Wings in Navajo. And as we're coming through there, I take a picture of it. And Jenna immediately posted on Facebook. And the moment you do that, uh, Josh Passmore, who was the pastor in arkansas sees it and responds back to me and he says no way he says you're in shiprock he said that's exactly the place that we're trying to build a church at." now pastor josh we worked with him in arkansas he shared the story with me we didn't know where in new mexico that was at right but we just so happened god coincidence (laughs) to show up there and i'm like get me in touch with the pastor and so we show up there at the church we prayed there at the church did a video and uh in the middle of that video i get a a message from Richard Crisco says, are you on your way to Flagstaff by chance? And I said, actually I am. And uh, so he put us in contact with Jackie Holgate, uh, Navajo pastor um, at Mountaintop Assembly of God. And so we got to do a Sunday service there and great church position between yes. the two nations, the yeah. U.S. and the Navajo nation. They're right there on the verge of that there in Flagstaff. I feel like they're strategically positioned to see revival come to that land. And our histories were so connected. Yeah. And our hearts were so connected. We saw the the altar filled with people getting right with God. They told me they had never seen that happen there before. Felt like that was the catalyst for starting something there in revival. So just, it was awesome.
1: It was. And then you drove down to Phoenix. Yes. While you were there. So we, not only did we cover a couple of different states, we did a couple of different time zones. And we really maxed out our time. (laughs) in there. And um, you drove down to Phoenix to meet yeah, with... Yeah, um,
0: met with Pastor Paul and Kim, Kim Owens um, at Fresh Start Church. And that is a just a phenomenal church in Phoenix, Arizona. It felt like they broke into a revival about three years ago. And they have been stewarding that move of God ever since. And so that's what we talked about. We talked about how do you steward the flame. And this is a word, something the Lord's really beginning to speak to me about is, Corporately, it's true also for what's true for the individual. Paul said this, he said to Timothy, he said, to fan the flame that's inside of you from the laying on of my hands. And that's something we can do individually. You can stir and captivate revival in your own life, regardless of what's happening around you. You are called to steward that flame that's on the inside of you. That's also true corporately. The priests were instructed in Leviticus, time and time again, to guard the flame and to never let the fire go out in the tabernacle that day that the fire fell from heaven and consumed the sacrifice, a fire was lit from heaven. And it was their job to make sure they maintained that fire and that flame every single day. And history teaches us that that fire never went out until the Israelites went into exile into Babylon. And so they did for, um, you know, an, an entire you know, centuries of, of maintaining that fire. We're called to do the same thing. We can actually stir and steward the flame that's inside of our congregation see revival take place, and that's what we talked about. And so, hey,
1: with that video, um, they talked about how they they literally put everything on the table. Yeah. They literally said, "Okay, how can we? What can we change and shift, even in the way that we've always thought, even in the way we've always done things?" Because they're so hungry and they're so uh, protective. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. that's the best right word, but they 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 really desired to truly steward what God is doing there. So they literally laid everything on the table, and said, you know, what do we need to not do or change in order to make this the main thing? And um,
0: yeah, and they talk about some of that sacrifice that's yeah. in there. So I would say the, the video with Pastor Caleb Cooper and yes. the video with the Owens. You have to watch those. To watch is there those. something inside of you that wants to see revival burn in your state, community, your church, you've got to watch those two videos. Those are two must-watch. Yes. And so from there we headed out uh, through the Grand Canyon. Yes. Um, which was amazing to be able to share that with the family. Yes it was. I mean the Grand Canyon is just <laughs> Chase just went to sleep. Of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. I do little guy just absolutely, I don't know if you can see, but his head just went like that. We're on our way to go eat and he's asleep. Went to the Grand Canyon, got to share that with the family. Uh, We didn't spend enough time there. No. Uh, Just, I mean, one of those, you've got to see the Grand Canyon.
1: Experience. You have
0: to at some point in time in your life. You have to. Uh, We went to the crater. The impact crater. We did a lot. We did. As we were making our way up to the Get to Danuba, to Living Word, and didn't stay in Danuba. we went down to L.A.
1: Yeah, we literally that. drove into Danuba, slept, woke up with, um, and followed Pastor Mark and Tammy down to L.A.
0: Yeah, <laughs> to the house at Bonnie Bray Street, which is where the Azusa Street Revival broke out, and. We went down there, you know. One of the neatest things to be able to be a part of, to be able to bring the Trail of Fire to the spot that sparked the Pentecost. I mean, the Trail of Fire does not exist; the book doesn't exist. Had it not been for that move of God that broke out there in the house at Bonnie Bray Street, and so to be able to come, share the story from right there, and um, spend the
1: afternoon, spend the afternoon praying. Yeah.
0: You know, in the spot that a prayer meeting broke out. It was something special, and then also to meet Sister Soul, who was a Philippine lady who moved into the house, rented it in the 1980s, had no clue the history, and had people showing up randomly at her house. She'd say in the middle of the night, people would knock on the door at midnight, "Can I come in?" And she's like, "No, you're not coming to my house." And, uh, um, that was really bad. <laughs> and so uh, she said that you know, she got really quickly acquainted with the history of the house, and now she just opens the door and. Really helps guard the presence mm-hmm. that's in the house. She has a gift. That house of Bonnie Bray. Yeah. She prayed with us, prophesied over us, and then we went yeah, from there yeah, so. to two weeks of services with Literally Living Girl. Word in Danuba, and it was unreal. Unreal. What did you think, baby? Uh, I
1: loved. I loved being there. Um, I, I, I mean, I say this all the time, but to be able to get into a service and really feel the heartbeat of the people and the pastors is just, it's remarkable to me and how, and how the vision front and the heart that Pastor Mark and Pastor Tammy carry, the people also carry. Because yeah. it's one thing for a pastor to carry the vision, but it's another thing for the people to also carry the vision. And I believe that that church really does carry the same heart and passion to see revival not only in their church
0: but in their community and um, they feel that they're called to see revival in the region and in the state and that they're uniquely positioned for that and so it's really a part of the heartbeat of the house it was evident in the prayer meeting that we were part of there with them uh, the last night uh, two things happened I mean out of so many I, we had miracles and things breaking out there in the house but Every single service, the altar filled with people getting right with God or getting a fresh touch from the Lord and coming back to the Lord. The last night that I was there, there was a guy up in the altar worshiping. He has hands uplifted, tattoos running up and down his arms. Um, and he's got tears streaming down his face. You can tell. I mean, he's just well, being impacted by the power and of the presence.
1: And he came down during the song, Good, Good Father. Yes. So I think that's... What, what what you're about to share I think that that's just he he lit, the song literally drove him to his knees and he came to the altar Weeping during that song. Yeah, here's the reason why
0: pastor mark just kind of leans over at me and taps me on the shoulder and says that gentleman last week um, Was about to take his life Had nine millimeter to his head, you know, it just felt like he'd lost everything and here a week later, there he is in the altar with tears streaming down his face as the Lord is just restoring and touching his life. You know, that's revival. You know, at the end of the service, I um, gave an altar call and a gentleman came forward, looked like he was in his 50s and tears in his eyes as I'm praying for him know his story but I'm just sharing prophetically speaking into his life and afterwards Pastor Mark tells me he said that you know a year ago this gentleman so angry with the Lord walked away from the Lord um, dove into the world I mean everything you can imagine I mean that's what he he was literally living the prodigal lifestyle he walked away he was so angry at the church angry at God and had something significant happen in his life about a month ago which caused him to start questioning some things but still angry at God and just hardened But that night he broke the Lord brought him back. I always love to see the way that the Lord is always working on us. He's relentless and he does not lose. There was a young man in the altar who I had seen him there the night before. And boy, he looked like he wanted to punch me in the face. I mean, he was cracking up and making jokes. um, And I came over to him and I said, do you have a clue what's going on? And he's just like, no. I said, brother, neither do I. I said, can I pray for you? I prayed for him, you know. Nothing significant, but he came back the next night, and there he is on the altar in the exact same place. And I see him, and he's a completely different kid. Oh, wow! He's 20 years old, and he's got glassed-over eyes. His tears are just forming, welling up in, in his eyes. And I walk over to him, and he breaks. And I pray for him. And he wraps his arms around me, hugs me. He says, "I'm sorry that I, you know, stared at you last night like I wanted to kill you. You know." I, I'm like, "It's all right." You know, Jesus is awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: And so yeah. that's it. That's what revival is all about is watching people come back to him. And we've seen that. And it's been so incredible. And uh, it's not over with. I mean, we made it from sea to shining sea from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast. And now we're going beyond. <laughs> over <tomorrow>. the coast. <laughs> over the coast. We jump on a plane tomorrow and we head to.
1: Hawaii.
0: The Aloha State. So don't you be yeah. jealous. Yeah. Don't you dare be jealous. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome.
1: It is going to be awesome. So, you know,
0: The sign. I see it. R- exit. 102.
1: 536
0: to In-N-Out oh. Burger. If you haven't had an In-N-Out Burger, oh, all. <laughs> you are missing out. <laughs> it's a great, it's a, you can eat a burger and get preached to all at the same time.
1: It's true. There's scripture all There's over. There's scripture on
0: their, their Everything that they can, can you. give
1: you. Yeah. I mean, even Chick-fil-A plays
0: worship music in the yep. background but without the words. But at In-N-Out Burger, you got Revelations 3.20. You yep. hold, I stand at the door and I knock right there on your fries. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So um, I told you that we kind of keep you abreast also of um, kind of what's been happening okay. with us in the finances. Uh, we told you I, last year we sold everything that we had and walked away from. Um, did you text that or did you email it? Uh, it's texted to me. you. texted to you. okay. Yes. So it'd be coming from Mr. Awesome right there because
1: you are mr. awesome so last
0: year our we averaged about three thousand dollars a month in housing expenses and that's talking mortgage insurance HOA fees um, utilities you know everything upkeep of the house it was about three thousand dollars a month when you figured all of that stuff in Um, you know it was a beautiful house it wasn't by any means stretch, you know, our mortgage was like $1,000 a month, so people hear $3,000, like, my word, where were you living in, you know, (laughs) it was, it's just, you know, if you're a homeowner, you know, all this stuff that goes into just maintaining, we average about $3,000 a month in the maintenance of our home, and so, um, we sell our house, we're debt-free, we buy the motor coach, we buy Blaze, we buy Diego, which is this car to be able to kind of cruise around in, and... In January, we spent, and we shared this with you, but we spent total $2,000. In and out, I think is. Am I going left or right? I think you're going to the right. Yes, you're going to the right. And so we averaged what? That's a lot. Well, not average, we spent $2,000 in just our housing cost with the rig in January. And that included some upgrades that were necessary and some repairs. And so we felt like we'd be able to get that cost down. so are you ready for it? Our February I'm and ready. Our March expenses. Go for it. In February, we spent $781 amazing. in our housing cost. Think about that, from $3,000 to $781. And I celebrate on this one because come February, our taxes were always due. The homeowner taxes for Texas are just absurd. <laughs> yes. And we spent Six thousand dollars, nearly six thousand dollars last year, and so in February to only spend seven hundred and eighty-one, yes. I was Beautiful. just beside myself. And so we saved twenty-two hundred dollars in February, and you know we spent thirty-five dollars in RV park, so we only had to stay one night in an RV park. We were really able to um, save a tremendous amount just by staying at the churches, you know, that had some great hookups. And then maintenance was two hundred dollars. Repairs one hundred and thirty-eight dollars. <laughs> Seems like our rolling hobby. There's always something to fix. Um, gas propane. We spent two hundred and ninety-four dollars, almost three hundred bucks in diesel and propane. So that came up to a total of seven hundred eighty-one dollars. Um, and then in March, uh, we spent just a little bit more. We spent one thousand and ten dollars. That was one hundred and seventy-eight dollars in RV parks. So we had a few more places that we actually had to pay for because we weren't we were in between places, and so we maximized uh, doing the best that we could to find full hookup
1: no actually we, we stored it in March
0: well then we did also store it yes yeah. so do that. Um, so it was RV parks and storage and then a few things that we needed to upgrade uh, upgraded the internet on the the coach and then um, what was the other? coffee maker we bought a coffee maker because that's important
1: <laughs> it is in our house it is
0: important and then um our uh, taxes and registration mm-hmm. to get the rig registered in Texas about 400 bucks, and so anyway that came up to about a thousand dollars. So we we saved two thousand over what we've mm-hmm. done. So grand total so far for the year, we've saved five thousand two hundred dollars in our housing costs awesome. just in three months. It's
1: awesome. It's awesome. It's
0: a lot of money. Wow. And so, you know, now. <laughs> We've enjoyed, we've had, we've had the adventure of a lifetime. We've been all over the place. Um, I, I know already that whenever I share with you the April finances, those are going to be a lot more just because we've really spent a lot on RV parks um, trying to get from place to place as we were working our way across from Texas to California, and we did that so quick.
1: We did. And so,
0: anyway, um, I, I share all that with you, and that's just kind of, you know, to let you know, it's just neat how whenever you take a step of obedience, Mm -hmm. there's blessing that comes alongside of that. Mm -hmm. The Lord shared this with me the other day, that radical obedience always opens you up to radical blessing. Blessing always follows obedience, and that there's somebody sitting there, but what about grace? You know, you're talking works. My friend, when you obey, you are blessed. Jesus said this. He said, the only work that I ask you to do is simply to believe. And he says, if you believe in me, then you'll do the things that I say, you will obey. And so belief is measured out in the way that we behave. It's mm-hmm. measured out in what we do. And so um, if I can give you a word of encouragement, it's this. Whatever it is the Lord's speaking to you to do, don't delay, do. It's good. Don't delay, do. There are radical things that he's laid in your heart, visions and ideas and things that are there. You know, for us, we shared with you just a little bits and pieces of some of the things that we've done. Some people are like, hey, man, you've taken a radical step. We have. We've taken a radical step of obedience, but in the process, there's been an incredible blessing with that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, alongside of that, you need to know this we're not making anything more than what we made before. Mm I'm salaried um, with the ministry. Our ministry receives offerings. Our ministry receives finances from wonderful individuals. We have a ministry called the 300. We do awesome things around the world uh, that give and contribute to the ministry. But all of that does not affect what we receive. What we receive is what's been set by our board. And so we're salaried and we make the same that we made when we were pastoring in Dallas. and so we're not making any more, or any less. We just made a shift in our life, and in that process of walking in obedience, we've been incredibly blessed yep. in the process. And so that's just neat, okay, that's neat. to see. Um, along those lines, you wrote a blog that has really kind of touched a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of people, and it was on "If the shoe fits, there's grace." Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, because I, you, you know, uh, I just got this mental picture of my head that you know if you have on the right shoes, they, they fit, right? Right. And if you have on shoes that are too small or too big, they're uncomfortable.
0: And then there's certain shoes that you would have that are for various different tasks. Right. Kind of like when we went to Horseshoe Bend?
1: Yes, okay, yes. When we went to Horseshoe Bend, we had to walk, I don't know, a mile? Yeah, it was a mile. A mile up, uphill, really, um, and over so to wish. the cliff. Literally, there is a cliff <laughs> that drops down a thousand
0: there. foot straight down yeah, sheer drop. You've been. You should see the picture on Facebook. It's one of the most incredible, oh, it's incredible places, beautiful amazing. as can be, and you're a thousand feet straight down.
1: Yes. So obviously, we wore tennis shoes. Why? Because that's a very wise thing to do when you're going to go hiking. So when we're coming down down the the trail and uh, walking, is this girl in heels?
0: And I, I like six I inch stilettos. At, yes. And red, I looked at him stilettos. and I was like,
1: <laughs> what is she thinking? Like, I don't, I mean, even if you were coming there to do a photo shoot, you wear tennis shoes up and change or something. I don't know, but you do not walk them.
0: They were doing a photo shoot.
1: I don't know. But anyway, I was like, what She's is she stupid. thinking? Yes, that she is, wouldn't. that is ridiculous. So yeah, you have to wear the right shoes for the right, the right tasks. or the right events or whatever it is you're going to. And, and as we were driving, um, uh, back from I think the four corners I was driving and While I drive Daniel will sit here and he will he will work and vice-versa when we're in the coach when he drives I'll sit and work in the front seat and um, So it was fairly quiet, which is you know, not Not normal not, no- not normal the kids were in the back um, and everything and I just I was thinking about our life and I was thinking about what we're doing and I'm like good grief we're, we're, <laughs> we're trekking our family across the country and our kids are staying up late and getting up early and we're in services, you know, multiple times a week and you know and then on top of all of that, all of the ministry stuff and all of the work side of things. You've got all of your your daily things that you do right. with okay. school and homework and laundry and and food prep and you know all these things and and I just heard the Lord say but there's grace. And um and and it's true. There there is a grace on our lives to be able to do this because this is what we've said yes to. And every time that we've said yes to the Lord, no matter what it's been from the from day one when we you know when we got married and started this adventure, it was always yes, Lord. Whatever whatever you call us to do, we're going to follow. And and though it we may not know all the details and we may not know how we're going to do it, we know there's grace upon our lives to be able to do it because that's what you've asked us and called us to do. And so. You know, I was just thinking about how oftentimes we'll look at other people's lives. You know, they, they are on social media. Everybody likes to post the good things or the best things about their lives so that everybody can see. It's all filtered. All, it is all filtered. You know, see the, the best and people be like, oh man, why isn't my life like that? Or how come I can't live that life? Or why isn't God using me in that way? And we play that comparison game. And you know what? Those aren't your shoes. That's good. They're not your shoes, so don't cr- don't try to cram your foot into someone else's shoes because it's not gonna fit. No. And so, um, you know, just relaying that to everyday life, whatever it is the Lord has called you to do, it doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home mom, it doesn't matter if you're in the corporate world, it doesn't matter if you're full-time on, on staff at a church, if you're a missionary, it doesn't matter what it is that the Lord has called you to do. When you've said yes to the Lord, there's grace in your life to be able to accomplish all that He has put in your life to be able to do. So
0: That's so good, you know, and the, I my <laughs> the the neat thing about grace is grace is God's enabling power mm-hmm. to be everything that Jesus is, everything Jesus does, and everything that Jesus wants. Yeah. I mean, that was instilled into us at a very early yes. age by our um, pastor, Bill Reinhardt, at United Assembly of yes. God in Seneca, South Carolina, and he taught us Grace is God's enabling power. Yeah. It enables us to do everything that Jesus is. Yeah. And you know you find that when you step into a place of obedience. That's now, true. there's grace. There is grace, my friend. No matter where you're at, there is every one of us function underneath the measure of grace. But I'm telling you, there is a greater grace in the place of obedience. And you can step into that by simply just saying yes to the Lord. And that was the very first blog that you did on this journey was yes. Or we put our yes on the table. You've got it, it's automatic. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you, go ahead and give the Lord your yes. What's that gonna be? Who knows for you? It's gonna be something so different than it is yeah. for anybody else. Why? Because you've got shoes that you're called to walk in that nobody else is. We're called to do what we're called to do. You're called to do what you're called to do and we need you to do that. But you've got to say yes yeah. to the Lord. And in that process, you can come. I know it's gonna come with fear. It's gonna come you know, with a, a, a timidity or whatever. You know, you feel that anxiousness. But my friend, understand that in taking that step, there's grace.
1: Is grace. And that and, grace is shoot.
0: his enabling power,
1: mm-hmm. and and we're all part of the same body. So, as long as we're fulfilling that specific function, not just in your in the local church, but in the in the big picture of the church body as well, think about what we're accomplishing for the kingdom.
0: Yeah, and we do it together. We do. Which is what we're doing on this journey. We're doing yeah. it together. That's the reason why these roadcasts we feel are so important, um, and the site Trellofire org is because it's our way of trying to make sure that you're keyed in personally, this is not who we, we, we don't typically try to be so open with everything that we're doing. Right. We, we tend to be a little bit more private, but we really felt this year it was important to do this together. And uh, we really do. We feel like we're on this journey with you. We love it whenever you write us, whenever you uh, Facebook us and just share with us that you're praying for us. Yes. Today, as we were um, cruising down the road, called up Ms. Bevins, <laughs> 80, um, I think she's 82 uh, uh, year old saint, woman of God in... Yes. Yes. Uh, Moultrie Georgia and she just loved on us and prayed all over us I mean, she's just a woman of God Um, we feel like we are doing this with you and I hope you feel the same way as well it's a joy to be able to to share it and as we now go into the northwest and then start making our way back east we need your help as well help steer guide us and direct us on where we're supposed to be I'm watching that van pull up next to us and I'm curious about what I want to make sure they don't bump into us. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. we've got
1: some we've got some places that we don't have anything specifically for, but, um, you know, people have always either contacted us or I've seen it on social media yep. and said, Hey, do you know this person? Or, Hey, have you been here? Have you heard of yep. this place? You know, and so it's really neat how God is truly direct and ordered our steps. The journey has been
0: supernatural all the yeah. way. There has not been a missed opportunity or a mm-hmm. wasted moment yet. And so yep. we expect that's going to continue to be the case. My friend, as we said, follow the leading of the Lord. I yes. promise you, radical blessing follows radical steps of obedience. And so just say yes, move with the Lord, and I promise you, you're going to find His blessings. We love you, and we are praying for you. Amen. We'll see you on another time. side.